0: On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we continue our thankful for Linnea Quigley month with Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers from 1988, starring Gunnar Hansen.
1: Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow C.C. Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Hey, you moron! My lady! You jerk, see that?
0: But I do, occasionally... Provide services to release tension in our city's workforce. Social worker. That's what this town's been needing for a long time. An honest dick.
1: Oh, I'll tell you,
2: I'm about as honest as any man on the force.
0: This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 90. This is Brandon and. As always with me is your co-hoster that is both real and dangerous and should not be listened to, especially if you are naked and about to engage in strenuous sex, Cullen. Thanks for joining us today so we can talk about the acting choices of Dookie Fly (laughs) Squatter. Today we are here to discuss the 1988 film, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Cullen, rev up and buzz up a plot for us.
2: The City of Angels, a private investigator's search for a missing woman, unknowingly leads him into an underground gang of chainsaw-wielding prostitutes as their mysterious cult leader prepares to make the ultimate sacrifice for their Egyptian god. Also,
0: titties! Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers is directed by Fred Olin Ray and stars Linnea Quigley, Gunnar Hansen, John Henry Richardson, Don Wildsmith, Esther Elise, and Michelle Bauer. Welcome back once again to Cult Cinema Cavalcade as we continue with our month devoted to some films of Linnea Quigley. And we're continuing with a film that, I don't know, Cullen, is this the most Cult Cinema Cavalcade title of Cult Cinema Cavalcade (laughs) titles we've ever done? I don't think we
2: could make one up if we tried that was more on point than this title.
0: It's like, you guys are full of shit, right? (laughs) It's like, no, no. Like, if we made fake trailers, like, this would be one oh, of them. Oh, yeah. It but we so- don't have to. It exists.
2: <laughs> it sounds made up. <laughs> you hear the title, like, that can't be a real movie, but here we are.
0: Or, like, it, it it's a parody poster in some movie. Or... Sure,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> this belongs in the background of a John Landis movie. That's, that's, where, that's where it belongs.
0: Leave it to Fred Olin Ray, a director of just... Schlock. I don't, we haven't covered any of his films yet, but damn it's about time. The man who's directed he's got 156 director credits to his name, television and film. Do you happen just, to know any of the other movies that he's made? Oh, geez. I've seen a couple, but it, like he's got like Bikini Drive-In, Dinosaur Island, Oh no. Them. Bad girls from Mars, Alienator. I've seen Alienator. That, that's a cool one. People know that one. Beverly Hills Vamp, like Cyclone. I I have Cyclone. He went for Scalps. That's a classic one of his, The Tomb, Horror sw- Titties, you name it.
2: His movies sound like a special kind
0: of hell. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm am sure for every 20 there's probably that that gem. <laughs> we got Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers
2: here, which He made. (laughs) Multiple people said, yes, I will be in your film called Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. I need to get paid, so yes, I'll be in your movie.
0: Shot in five and a half days. (laughs) Oh, my God. On one uh, small set that they just kept redressing every time they needed to change something. And the guy who played Jack Chandler, John Henry Richardson, said he had been, like, out of acting for a while and just decided to get back in the game. So he picked up a pamphlet that they used back then for parts. And he goes, do I want to be in a movie called Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers? Yeah, I guess so. And he went and read. And uh, they were like, so you want, you want this part? And he's like, well, What? that's it? And they're like, yeah. Uh, be here, like, Friday. We'll start shooting. <laughs> And he said, like, because they kept changing the set so frequently and it was such a small area, like, he kept calling it a shoebox. He said it smelled like, constantly smelled like paint the whole time. He's like, it was hard to do scenes because they kept repainting things to set up the next scene. Like, all the, like, while one room was being filmed in, one tiny room was being filmed in, the other was being set up as another. And he said, they have five and a half days, everything was done in one take. (laughs) Oh, wow.
2: I'm I'm really surprised they didn't flub up their lines a lot more because they didn't at all as far as I could. I don't think I saw anything like that. Yep.
0: Michelle Bauer's like, yeah, it was everything's one take. When you work with Fred, he's like, we don't have the time. We don't have. He's like, we don't have the money. We're shooting on cheap 35 millimeter film. She worked with Fred a lot, and she said, I didn't know anything other than one take. So when I do a movies with multiple takes, my first take would be like me giving it my all, and they'd be like, okay, let's do it again, and I'd be like, what?
2: Well, there is a lot of narration in this movie, so that's gotta help fill the time in this hour and fifteen minute movie.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And and the movie, like, honestly, like, it's weird because I mean, this. This is a comedy, right? that That's the intention with the movie. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying it's a funny movie, but I don't think they were like, oh man, let's make this throwback noir movie with a couple jokes or something. No, this is straight up trying to be parody slapsticky with horror stuff thrown in.
2: Yeah, I'll ballpark it and say about 20 minutes into the movie, I wrote down a note of, this is supposed to be funny, right? Because all
0: of the comedy just seems so
2: desperate and tired.
0: Yeah. It's like they were like they wanted to make a horror movie, but they're like, you know what, we can't we, we're not we won't be able to scare anybody. <laughs> we only
2: got five days.
0: Yeah, like we, we don't have the talent. We don't have and I mean it's funny because this, this is uh like Linnea Quigley is like the star of the movie, but like the iconic person from is like Michelle Bauer because of the poster holding the chainsaw. Like that's a that's a B movie like, you may not have seen or heard of Hollywood chainsaw hookers, but you know the picture of her holding that chainsaw. That's the the thing from this movie is that poster image of Michelle Bauer holding the chainsaw. That's, like, maybe the, the big takeaway. And Linnea Quigley's in the movie, so people will. And Gunnar Hansen also forgot to mention, the guy who played Leatherface in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is in this movie, too. And this was, like, one of the few things he had done since then. Yeah. So that was and, and he's in a movie about chainsaws so yeah
2: in the poster like you see his head kind of floating in the background and he looks kind of intimidating in the movie he looks when he's first introduced he looked more like an evil Kenny Rogers to me yeah <laughs> just,
0: and then just, when he like, he's supposed to be intimidating stuff, but every time he's sitting down and talks he's like nice. Hey, he seems like a nice guy aside from like the <laughs> killing stuff that's he's right. like really calm and gentle but he's got like he does have these intimidating eyes but when he talks it's like oh
2: Okay, <laughs> just got a kindly uncle giving you sage advice, right? <laughs> it just happens to be about a murder cult that's obsessed with chainsaws for some reason.
0: But it's funny they, they said Gunnar Hansen like flew in for like two days to do his stuff, and they were all excited they got him. And he had never been to Hollywood before, and he was excited. But like he got there, was doing his stuff the whole time he was there, and then they shipped him off. And he like wrote back. He's like, I really wanted to see Hollywood. I'd never. Been there and stuff, and it was kind of sad about it. I'm sure Gunnar Hansen got to see Hollywood eventually, but what's pretty funny is like if he would have got time, he would have probably seen himself in places because of you know, he's Leatherface. Yeah, he'd have seen like you know, on Hollywood Boulevard, there had been something celebrating horror icons that Mm -hmm. he'd have seen.
2: Well, you think he'd have some kind of time to go out and explore because. Uh, most of his scenes are just him standing in the shadows looking very
0: pleased. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So tell us exactly what happened.
1: Well, we went over to my room, and I took off my clothes.
2: Okay.
1: And then I took his clothes off. Go on. And then we uh did it, you know.
0: How many times?
1: Oh, I don't know. Once, maybe twice. He was doing okay.
0: Then what happened?
1: Well, then he told me he was broke and could I give him a break?
0: What'd you do next?
1: Well, I went over to the closet and I took out a sexual enhancement device.
0: Our movie opens with a disclaimer that says that the chainsaws in the movie are real and dangerous, and shouldn't be used, quote-unquote, especially if you are naked and about to engage in strenuous sex. Which I guess is our clue, like, hey, uh, just to reiterate, you did rent Hollywood chainsaw hookers. Don't expect, like, poltergeist <laughs> levels of
2: suspense. I know, that, but that crack at the beginning of the movie, I just immediately thought, oh, no. <laughs> this is the this is the bar of comedy we have to clear the rest of the movie. They either set the bar
0: really low and they're going to surprise me or it's about as desperate as this disclaimer looks. It opens on a blonde woman smoking and being interrogated about sexing up some dude, and it starts innocently enough, but then says she went to the closet to get a sexual enhancement device, which they set one before her, and it's a chainsaw. And she says she'll show them what she did and she begins wielding it like Row, raw, 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 when the credits start. I was gonna say her look and stuff, doesn't she look exactly like the one girl in Orgasmo? Like that the way oh, yeah. her face. Like I was yes. like, Holy crap, this is like the serious take on her. <laughs> I can't remember the character actress name or anything like that, but I was like, Oh, look it reminds me of Orgasmo.
2: And uh, apparently, she's also being interrogated in the vacuum of space. Right, we, we, that's a constant theme here the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, there's just there's nothing around her at all. We don't even see a desk. I don't even see a chair.
0: We're just taking on faith that she's sitting down. If I ever get interrogated by the police, I'm gonna be like, "So when's the part where you just like turn all the lights off and all I can <laughs> see is myself in a chair?" <laughs>
2: If there's one thing I know from movies, is that That's how we do this, happens. right? Yeah. <laughs> you, don't mean,
0: you don't want me to be distracted by walls? Right. We get the Los Angeles skyline with a private investigator narration from Jack Chandler about something weirder than the normal weird. And he's typing. There's a woman, which is Linnea Quigley. We'll find out her name's Samantha later, sleeping on his couch. And he tells us of the West Side Bar. And there... A man named Bo Hansen sits having a drink at the bar. And a woman named Mercedes, who he mentions bet you're as expensive as a fucking Mercedes, comes to hit on him. She offers him some TFC, which stands for...
1: What you need is some TFC to calm you down. TFC? Mm-hmm. What the hell is TFC? It's tender. fucking
0: care, you big Dick uh, she's a social worker of sorts, and says God knows he could use some social work. She uh, comes on hard to him to come back to her place, and he thinks it's going to be too expensive, but she says she could arrange some financings, and uh, who's credited as the stranger, Gunnar Hansen's character, sits watching this from somewhere.
2: Continuing his acting choice of just standing and very being very satisfied in the shadows. And also, I'd like to point out that Bo Hanson, like, he's just like a teamster, right? Like, they just right, like, yeah. hey, you want to act? Because it's just this, <laughs> this lunkhead of a guy. The guy I- we
0: cast didn't show up. Can you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the
2: whole time, Mercedes the prostitute is just insulting him. And then she says, like, all right, well, if you want to go back to my place, like, well, well no. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to, like... <laughs> Dude, why, why would anyone want to do that? Like, hey, you've been insulting me for the past five minutes. How about I give you a bunch of money and then <laughs> right. you can sex me? No. I don't. Get the hell out of here. Brewed.
0: He, <laughs> he gives it, and they go to a cheap motel. And she says, uh, Howard Hughes, me left this place when he died. And she makes him a drink and puts on some Elvis and she strips and dances. And then she covers her Elvis poster with a plastic sheet and puts on a shower cap. And she gets on top of him, but tells him he needs to relax and close his eyes she'll bring him a big surprise and he says
1: oh yeah oh yeah baby that's it oh take me to heaven take me to heaven your request is my demand oh no oh no
0: Cuts him up with a chainsaw, blood, and body parts just splattering everywhere, and uh, the stranger watches through the window, because that's what he does. That's what he, that's absolutely what he does. This
2: guy, this whole scene, I can't believe that, not only does she get naked, I mean, she gets fully naked. We see yep. pubes and everything and I'm certainly no prude. I I wanted to watch the movie called Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, but I really was surprised at the amount of nudity, not in just in the movie, but in this scene, because it's just for a while. And when she was dancing around, I just kind of thought, I mean, I guess this is sexy. Is this sexy? I can't
0: tell. <laughs> some some 12-year-old's jerking off somewhere, oh, right? Oh, sure,
2: sure. I Maybe mean, it would probably help if I didn't hear... Oh the oh my god the dialogue where she, she says something like why are women so attracted to, to construction workers and then fucking Bo Hansen says some <laughs> stupid like it's like I guess it's just we're so good at hammering nails or some some oh god yeah it must be the way we pound nails that's what it is I can't believe with that with that slick game that he has to pay for sex I can't believe it
0: yeah you're talking about the nudity some of the uh, like the Stuff in here, like, the it's not like the sex is hardcore or anything in it. Well, actually, when people actually do have sex, it cuts to the next scene later on. But yeah. um, when they show the top, it's like, it, it's so full frontal and stuff that, it, like, even Cinemax would be like, rejected, please send us another edit, you
2: know? <laughs> yeah. Cinemax would say, more fake sex. Could they both put pants on when they're humping, please? <laughs> I feel like we're really objectifying women in this. <laughs>
0: We go back to Jack's narration. He's saying the city thought there might be a serial killer about. He mentions he was hired to find a young teenager, uh, a teenage beauty or runaway for her mother. He found the girl in jail already for making McNuggets with a chainsaw, he says. Which I don't know what the fuck that, like, okay? Like, that means she cut some fucker up? It just... It's something
2: that they decided like well he needs to sound clever so this is what he says because everything's got to be some kind of cute little quip or just this is sometimes when you can just keep your fucking mouth shut Jack that'd be super cool you've only shot you only got five days to
0: shoot this shut your fucking traps and get on filming. Jack meets with the police chief, and they spar off with each other before he hands him a picture of Samantha, which is Linnea quickly. and they, they bring the in the girl being questioned in the opening. So that's the girl they thought, oh, she got caught, but it's not her. And she's heavily chained and locked up, ridiculously chained and locked Like, there's a big-ass padlock on her.
2: She, ha- she has a Mr. T level of chains around her neck.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly, yes. And her name is Lori, and Jack tells Mick, the police chief, it's, it's not what he's looking for. Jack asks about Samantha, but Lori changes the topic to trying to let her out, and they have her removed... Mick is called out to check out something at the crime lab, and Jack goes with him. In the lab, the guys find a bloody matchbook, and then Jack slyly takes it when they aren't looking. And his narration is bothered by his encounter with Lori. He visits his girl, quote-unquote, sort of. Her name's Sally, and she's at a hotel. And he ponders in bed whether there's another killer out there. He looks at the matchbook and finds the name Mercedes written in it. He leaves in the middle of the night at the protest of Sally, which it kind of differs from the narrator's account as they're talking <laughs> that was about it. That was the one was, funny thing in the movie. It was pretty funny.
2: Because they're just, just v- vehemently arguing, and it's just him talking about how much this woman just... Just can't get enough of them, and they're just <laughs> like giving each other like just v- violent, rude gestures, <laughs> and just yes. yelling at each other. She's the whole like time. yelling, yeah. It's the one funny part of the movie.
0: And then Sally, Sally, she's like, it's like, ooh, and then she's like, you see her teeth, and you're like, oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, they only had five days. Right. Yeah. Across town, an old man named Herman or. paces with a drink at his apartment as Mercedes' friend from the bar, Lisa, shows up and rings the doorbell. She brought a suitcase that contains quote-unquote 24 inches of fun. And Herman wants to take nude pictures of her for his business, and he gets out a baseball bat, and she begins posing topless with it for him. And She slowly approaches him and then knocks him out and stuffs him into the bathtub and saws him up and says,
1: Well, Hermie, it looks like your
0: calendar idea was ahead of its time. And of course the strangers outside in the bushes nodding in approval. But <laughs> what the fuck did that mean? Your calendar idea was ahead of its time? I mean I
2: yeah, I can't even begin to think how that is supposed to be clever. Like, what is what is she referencing? Like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it, Pranton. <laughs> I was I, I, <laughs> you, you also you know what I also don't get, I don't know if you saw this or not, but in this guy's apartment, there was a picture of Prince Charles and Princess Diana like on the wall, but there was like a heart shape around like their heads made like yes, a heart I shape saw, yes yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I what can, the f- I remember that now, I was like I remember Ken and then the movie kept going, I forgot, but I was like like what
2: is that? okay, I'm glad to, like. <laughs> That I wasn't imagining, like, what is, that is such a distracting thing to have in the movie, this cutesy (laughs) little, like, oh, they they love each other, and then (laughs) this violent murder that happens a minute later, like, Hermie is really into the royal family, yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) what? (laughs) And taking pictures of prostitutes with baseball
2: bats. (laughs) Right. The prostitute was topless with the baseball bat, I thought, this would be the greatest movie of. I was, like, I don't know, 13 or 14, but this movie was made by adults. Yes! (laughs) Like, these, you know, they made this movie for adults with the intention of showing it to other adults. (laughs) That's just, oh, that's just very sad to me that they have that, like, I know what's funny. Like, no, you don't. You know how to show tits off
0: for a while. Ugh. Jack tells us of him uh, dialing the number on the matchbook and she asks to meet him at the west side for a drink and he hopes the fingerprints on the matchbook will be hers as he drives we hear the DJ talk of a chainsaw death the police said was an accident when uh, the guy was cleaning his chainsaw he gets to the bar and orders a drink, he flashes the picture of Samantha and and one of a chainsaw to a bartender. And he goes, Then I showed him how to make a shadow bunny on the wall, which is childish, but I thought was kind of funny. Oh did you? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's kinda of funny. It wasn't like a Oh my gosh, rewind it, but I thought okay, that was kinda of funny. I think it was more than more than I more than me laughing. I was like, okay, that's kinda of
2: funny. I think it's just very realistic that uh, just anything that comes close to comedy, that's where you're like, oh, th- yes, I, I I accept it. I just need to accept comedy once again in my life because that's been deprived of it for so long in this movie. And also, <laughs> you talk about the uh, the bartender. Uh, this is where we're introduced to the man they call Dookie Flyswatter, who I can only describe as Alfred E. Corrigan. Ha <laughs>
0: ha ha!
2: He's got this, this, this huge gap in his teeth and that rust-colored hair, and he's got the piggish features of, of Billy Corrigan. It's just... And he's in this movie, like, multiple times. Like, he, like he's just so distinctive, you just think he's going to be... I don't know. It, he's just a weird-looking dude, and he's got a weird name, and he's in Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. It's, like, the perfect movie for him. It's the part he was born to play, the weird guy. like, this guy. is it. I better kill it. I better kill it. <laughs> They couldn't get another teamster for the role, so it was Dookie Flyswatter's turn. I don't think that's his birth name.
0: Oh, the Flyswatters have funny names with their kids. Uh, Mercedes approaches Jack. They converse. She wonders how he came by her number. He says he had an acquaintance that was very happy with the headlights and upholstery. She says, Jack, I'm going to fuck your brains out. (laughs) Uh, She says she needs to talk to the bartender before they leave. And Jack looks to the stage, and Samantha's up there dancing. He goes, I looked over at the little number on the stage. She was shaking it pretty good, even if no one was watching. You could have knocked me over with a pubic hair.
2: There she was, Samantha Kelso,
0: humping it out on
2: that little stage for anyone who could stick a buck down her pants. Maybe my luck had started to change. I checked the photo to make sure. It was her, all right. A little slinkier and a little more seasoned than she was when the picture was taken, but then city life will do that to a dish like her. And, uh, <laughs> and he said that. I thought, who isn't watching? Why wouldn't <laughs> be watching her? I mean, I could under- yeah, Exactly. I could understand if they weren't impressed by uh, the stage she was on because it was uh, construction paper and um, like tinsel it was the stage
0: <laughs> I mean the stage is probably the detective office uh, the next day you know like <laughs> probably and he goes to put in a call to the police to let them know what's going on but he, he gets put on hold and there, there's a funny police recording message there you have reached the Metropolitan Police Homicide division all operators are currently busy. Please hold. Your call will be answered in the order it was received. If you have committed a recent homicide, please stay on the line. We want very much to hear from you. If you are currently in fear of becoming a homicide in the next few minutes, you may want to hang up and dial 911 for more immediate service. Thank you. It's the little things, you know? I'm like, okay, that's clever. And uh, he he meets Mercedes at a table for a drink. Hers is called the screaming orgasm, and he begins to start to fade out. But man, that Mercedes man, she is she is forward. Uh, yeah, she she she's she very forward. She knows
2: what she wants, and that's sweet, delicious murder.
0: So Jack awakens in a bed, and he said, "If my head hadn't hurt so much, I'd have sworn I was in heaven. Heaven for guys who like big tits." <sighs> class and I, I
2: understand that we're talking about a movie called Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers but it's just it just gets to a point where You're like we get it you like boobs can we just get on with the film please
0: you don't have to tell us you like boobs the movie has plenty of boobs we assume you like boobs it'd be something now, now you need to tell us if you don't like them that's what we need to hear you know what this, this movie made me like uh, boobs a little bit less yeah <laughs> A blonde woman named Ilsa is tending to him, and she says she found him in a gutter on her way home, says that they are in her apartment. She asks what he remembers. He tells her about his case, and he says, somewhere along the line, I must have slipped on a piece of shit and landed with you. Cool. So he notices he's tied to the bed. The woman begins taking her clothes off, and then Samantha and Mercedes come in the room. He realizes he's been played. They start humping him on the bed, and then the stranger enters and grumps at them to, get out till I call for you. Uh, Mercedes and Samantha leave. He commands Ilsa to get on top of him, and she straddles him and pulls a knife and then, like, cuts a symbol into his chest and licks the blood. Yeah, I uh, I, I was kind of checked
2: out during those (laughs) parts. I just kind of sat there like, okay, <laughs> let's. All right, you you're bad guys, and they just they go on for a while about like about like the religion and crap, and I just kind of well you you can go on about that. It was just uh, yeah. I was, well, I was it's just it's so me- tired of Jack Chandler. i have just seen. <laughs> I had just seen too much of him, and I just did not care what happened to him. Like I honestly, when he was bound up, I thought, oh maybe uh, maybe they'll kill him, and then we'll have a better main character in our movie. Sadly, he's not dead yet.
0: The stranger says he stumbled on them at a very bad time. He goes, Bad for you, I guess. And uh, the stranger tells him that the chainsaw... (coughs) Get ready for this, folks. Uh, The chainsaw is the cosmic link by which all things are united. Jack thinks they are running on a legal body part transplant business with the prostitution front. And he says, uh, Jack is off, and they are his disciples. They have a religion uh, in roots to his Egyptian ancestors. Jack questions chainsaws in ancient Egypt, to which Ilsa says, The chainsaws of the gods... Which is supposed to make you go, oh yeah, but I I don't understand, no. Uh, Their (laughs) cult needs uh, frequent human sacrifices to please their god. What did they call them back
2: then? They didn't call them chainsaws back then. There was like, there's not even a concept of, uh, Mm ugh. Dumb, Uh, no, uh, no movie.
0: Jack's about jokes about him being a special ceremony to which he's pretty much correct about. The stranger says that they are going to the temple downtown for it. The stranger leaves and Samantha and Mercedes come back. There's no time for sex as Letterman will be on soon. And uh, Mercedes grabs a chainsaw and Jack pleads with Samantha to help him. He says, don't they have hors d'oeuvres back at the temple? It's just this scary... Hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna use that later. Oh yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those clever, clever jokes from Hollywood chainsaw hookers. He's <sighs> it, just, it's just, a, a, just a quip machine. You know what he is? He, he's shitty Bruce Willis. Him just trying to come up with these clever, like, jokes. Like, eh, I've got a right comment for you to get it out of this situation, but it never works. And it's not like funny that it never works. It's just wears you down it's uh, his jokes
0: land as good as a line of dialogue like hey could you put that file in the s section for me (sighs) my reaction to his jokes are the same as a reaction to a line like that
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're right and like as uh, as i was watching this like this was obviously written by you know someone that looked you know liked gumshoes and you know back when you know characters like this or characters that are kind of you, you look up to. And when I was watching this movie, I just thought, man, I'm glad that superheroes are more prevalent now instead of like this sexist bullshit that this guy does. And I know it's like played for tongue in cheek, but at the same time, like he's a hero and fun, like, no, he's kind of a, does a shitty opinion of women. And like and, in and every woman in this movie is like written by like Frank Miller because all of them want to F all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like the, their only function this movie is to kill and to F. And that is it. And it just, it sucks. It sucks that they're like that. Like, And I know, like I said, it's tongue-in-cheek and it's got Hollywood chainsaw hookers. But after a point, it's like, can there just be a woman in any scene that doesn't try to have sex? That, even if they're not a hooker, they're trying to have sex. It's
0: ridiculous. The chainsaw runs out of gas. Before the saw reaches Jack's body, Samantha sighs in relief. Mercedes and Ilsa go to get more gas and leave Samantha to watch him.
2: And as they leave, Jack says, pick me up a slushy cherry if they got it. Yep. How could you not want to kill him? You're like, you know what? Forget the chainsaw. Let's just stab him to death. Let's just, let's just fight. You had a knife. (laughs) Let's just find a bunch of heavy stuff and just crush him. Let's just get rid of him. Society will be better if he's no longer a part of it. And I'm a Uh, murderous
0: hooker. Jack tries to get her to let him go and go back home with him. She doesn't want to go and says her mom kicked out her stepdad, but she's upset because she liked him. So there was this whole thing about Samantha running away from home because she was, like, getting molested or something by her stepfather. But it turns out, like, no, (laughs) she was just having a normal affair with him or something, and she's upset that her her mother did that because he was a nice guy. (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. But um <laughs> uh, Samantha then confides That the women Killed one of her friends And is infiltrating The group for revenge And didn't tell her mom Because she thought She'd uh, get grounded She frees Jack And says Okay what's next He goes You get the hell out of here And I'm gonna burn That tuple over Those fuckers heads And Jack argues He can't leave her alone Because they'll kill her for it She thinks uh, She can handle herself He headbutts her And takes her with him He ends up Driving her back because he found his car near the motel. His narration questions religious freedom and immigration during his trip back. Uh, and he's not sure he should call the cops, but he calls the chief at home and not sure I uh, wanted to call the uh, homo squad again referring to homocide. the machine at the chief specifically calls out Jack not to call him home Jack spills it all over the message Samantha wakes up she freaks about getting to the temple but he says she's in no condition to go and then she comes on to him saying that he needs to make up for headbutting her
1: oh, I feel like I've been hit with a brick yeah
0: well I'm sorry I had to cold cock you like that
1: oh well that's okay you did what you had to do <laughs> you know maybe you could make up for it wow <laughs> wait 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 a minute. Oh, yeah. how old are you kid 21 yeah you got any proof of id i left it at home <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: private dick huh I should have known better there's no such
1: thing in hollywood Who was that
0: <sighs> Well that was Sally yeah, she was my girl sort of
1: Sorry It's all right
0: But we don't see any of it they just roll off the couch
2: Yeah so we just stick on faith that they have sex and Brandon why does why does she want to have sex with them I uh, she, she's not pretending to be a prostitute with him so it's not for that reason and apparently making up for being headbutted is sex like
0: no that isn't uh, no and it's not like it's not like jack is some like irresistible stud guy or like in any sense
2: no he's not an ugly man by any you know means but it's just, yeah, like, it's he's just like some
0: guy in a big budget movie he might be lucky to get like a guy they talk to twice in a newspaper room scene in a yeah. movie, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, exactly. Uh, not but not he's unattractive, but that's super memorable. Yeah, um,
0: like, <laughs> yeah,
2: and he's not charismatic to her at all. But it's a man and a woman are in a room alone, so intercourse.
0: Like, like I'd have been more forgiving if Gunnar Hansen had been this part than this guy. It <laughs> 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 oh, might have been a more entertaining movie. Oh God.
2: Just slowly stroking his beard. <laughs> Tell me more, Jack. Uh, and then when uh Sally, his, I guess, regular girlfriend, walks in, she's like in her underwear, right? I mean, that's, yeah. That's absolutely, and when she walks in, it's not like she's like walking in from the bedroom. She's walking in from outside, just in her underwear, like, what, what, you just, what were you doing? Why are you walking around outside in your underwear? Are you, are you a Hollywood chainsaw hooker as well? <sighs> or one of those regular Hollywood hookers?
0: Yeah, she's just one of them regular hoes. They drive to the temple. They talk about her stepdad, Mike, and how she's upset about how he's been labeled because of her running away. Samantha also describes what they did to her friend's body when they killed her, and it freaks Jack out. And we also find out that they have no idea where they're going. But then they find a sign that says, Temple this way. And they enter and continue following signs until they are caught. By some people in uh cheap Egyptian attire like like they work for like the local museum
2: I didn't realize what they were wearing at the, all it was just a bunch of gold shit is what it looks like to me
0: like the one guy kind of has a costume and then the woman has like a hat and a staff I yeah it it's they like, didn't have enough for everybody yeah they
2: they bought what they could from the rental place. And then the- You know what always just works? Robes. just <laughs> Everyone bring a bathrobe.
0: Mercedes and Lisa come back and have a sparring of words with Jack and Samantha. They then laugh and taunt Samantha about her friend Jenny Lynn. And Lisa pulls out a giant syringe and ejects it in her butt and says she will redeem herself into eternity. And then Samantha then starts acting kooky as the girls lead her out and tell Jack, He's their human sacrifice. The stranger enters and says, you're going to make an excellent offering to our gods. So then uh, the ritual begins, and there are more people there than we've seen in the rest of the movie. The stranger preaches and speaks to their god, and the bartender from the west side, he fills a bowl with oil, and there's a cheap-ass like, baseball game crowd noise pumping in from like five people that approve of this.
2: And we see like, him pour all of that oil, like every, he, he pours out yeah. two cans of oil. Dookie water. it's his moment. So he says, yes, I'm going to pour out another can of oil to eat up a, the spotlight as much as possible. And I just like sat there like, is there anything we're going to cut away or th- is this significant in some way? Like, no, it's just a thing they do. If it goes on for that long, it needs to be explained or shown, or just, just anything. Make me care, film. Make me care about Dookie Fleischwater and his troubles with oil. Anything.
0: It's called Hollywood Chainsaw Hooker's Call, and I'd like to remind you that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I, I didn't go in the movie wanting to care about <laughs> I went much. I went to know
2: Dookie Flyswater's story. What him, brought him to this cult?
0: Was he a, did he have a troubled home?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Was the promise of being high up in an organization tempting enough for him to stick around and ignore how silly it is?
0: Were him and his partner denied an adoption before this, and that's what turned everything around. No. So the high priestess is given the bowl and lets the women all drink from it. The priestess returns the bowl and then plays with fire to the canned crowd noise approval. The, yeah, the like, string, it, like it I turns like a, it turns to yeah. fire
2: porn. It's what it does. Yep.
0: because there's mm-hmm. there's a flame. that's, it's
2: not a Bunsen burner, but for, for lack of a better explanation, it's a flame like that. And then this woman, she strokes off the fire. and It's in her hand, and then she's like rolling it around like like her. She's to, she becomes topless and just rolling it around her chest and stuff. Like, what is this supposed? To, another instance of is this supposed to be sexy? It just goes on for a while. like if like. I mean, if you're Beavis and Butthead, this is the fucking hottest thing you've ever seen, certainly. But, to, again, this was made by adults. For adults. For adults.
0: So the stranger then announces the virgin dance of the double chainsaws. And a tomb is open, and Samantha comes out, and she's, uh, like, naked with the body paint, double fisting saws. And she does a little dance, and, and then it, sets them down. And it goes on for what? a while, as well. This is the scene, like, this is the thing people liked from this movie a lot, was her little dance. Like, really? if you talk to people who like the movie, the, yeah, it's the, the chainsaw dance is a big deal. Uh, like, like to, to me, this is number one,
2: is this supposed to be sexy? Because, I mean, she's obviously a, an attractive woman, but it's just, like, it just goes on for so long, and she's just, like, kind of, like, you know, just moving the chainsaws back and forth and just like because like, they're fucking heavy
0: she probably had real chainsaws I'm sure
2: she did because she is not a, a, a large person and they were big chainsaws mm-hmm. they were huge chainsaws but it's it just like I said it just goes on for a while and, and, and I even thought about that about how big they were and I thought like, give her a break like why does she have to do this
0: I, I will say, like, I like the makeup on her. I think that's, sure. you know, for a movie that's not doing anything well, this is, like, better than the movie deserves. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's, like, it, it, I really, it's
2: interesting. she got this snake wrapped around her body, but she has, like, kiss makeup on her face. Yeah. That they yeah, ran, that like, they ran out of like the snake makeup, and like just put something on her. Like, well, I got a bunny of silver. Like, all right, she's part of Kiss now, and she's also a snake woman.
0: So she sets the chainsaws down and finishes. And Jack's brought to the altar. The stranger says, "Prepare to meet Anubis," and struggles starting the chainsaw. And uh, we didn't see the police are on their way. Uh, Jack wisecracks during the stranger struggles. He says, "What's wrong with What's wrong with Sam?" And he said, "And I, I love Gunner to deliver here." He's like, "Oh, she's one with the gods." Yeah. Hey, uh... What's with Sam? She
2: looks
0: kind of distant. Ah, oh, she's one with
2: the gods. <laughs> it's so nonchalantly about it.
0: <laughs> like I, 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 cra- I did, I did snicker on that because it's just his delivery's like. I don't know if it was intentional, but it, it worked. Like, so, oh no, she's she's one with the gods right now. So, but, yeah, Gunnar Hansen, you know, not a lot of humorous lines in the movie. Gets one, bam!
2: <laughs> this is Burt Reynolds impersonation.
0: Jack Chandler, lots of tries. Lots of tries. Oh, my God. He finally gets it started, hands it to Samantha. The crowd chants for her to kill him, and Jack pleads with her, and she turns and kills the stranger to the surprise of no one, and Mercedes grabs a chainsaw, and they battle. And uh, Samantha ends up victorious and guts Mercedes with the saw. Sam unties Jack. He decides it's suck face time. He doesn't even know. Like She's like, we're told, teenager. Yeah, we don't know. 19? Eighteen. Well, she said um, that she was
2: twenty-two earlier in the movie, I believe. But he's like, okay. he's like, oh, I don't believe that. So yeah. he doesn't believe it, but he still but, has sense.
0: But when he was put on the case from the mom, the mom said she was a teenager. <laughs> he's not he's
2: that real <laughs> thorough investigator. He just takes
0: somebody's it, not telling the truth. <laughs> he just takes it everything at everyone's word,
2: even when new information is presented <laughs> that contradicts the old information. He doesn't he doesn't do any background checks. He just figures like, all right. This is new information, most up-to-date information there is.
0: (laughs) So the cops pull up as, like, hookers run out from the temple screaming. The chief says to round them up as he goes in for Jack. He finds him and Samantha swapping tongue, and Jack asks where he's been, and he says Letterman was on. He had some pretty good jokes. There's that running Letterman theme going on. Certainly better
2: than what we're in this movie.
0: Jack introduces him to Samantha. He asks the chief if he can fill out the report tomorrow. He goes, I need a little sack time. And Samantha freaks as she notices the stranger and Mercedes' bodies have dissolved and all that remains is their clothing. Jack's narration leads us out and worries and wonders about the master, which he's credited as the stranger and now he gets referred to as the master. So I'm just, I don't know.
2: So if he's the master, which of the chainsaw hookers was Torgo? Oh, well, I know it's uh, Dookie Fleischwater. He's yeah, the Torgo it's of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> He has a deformity
0: <laughs> like Torgo. His face. Those teeth. I know a girl for him though Sally She's free now You probably like that (laughs) We uh, see him in the office And Sam's sleeping on the couch He's made this record for the help of someone In the future For the help of someone in the future Should they run into this problem He notes that Sam's mother was notified And that she's now his secretary Sam is, not Sam's mother And he's also glad to keep her around because But she's a nice kid So maybe I'll let her stay around a while Besides, she's got a great set of tits.
2: So here's this character that uh, has infiltrated this cult, set out for revenge and all that stuff. she got a great set of tits. The last line of the movie is, ah, oh, women. Yeah, they're great for titties, right? Of a possible
0: minor. <laughs> is he wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're hard on this guy, but... Um...
2: Yeah, she's good at her job, and you know she's a nice person at all. But at the end of the day, she's got a great rack.
0: But then we get a card that says, "Coming soon: Student Chainsaw Nurses, Bad to the Bone." And Colin says, "Nothing." <laughs> it's exactly what I said as soon as that
2: came up. And, and the credits roll. No, actually, what I said was, "Please don't." That was my
0: response. And I believe they didn't. They they chainsawed, hooked. I mean, the movie though, it, it gives you. Hollywood, via a couple driving scenes, uh, yeah. gives you uh, hookers and chainsaws by the plenty. So on that regard, it was successful on delivering the bare minimum of what the title <laughs> promised.
2: I tell you, if this movie would have had a title drop, that would have shot it through the roof for me.
0: <laughs> Someone
2: just looking at the camera, <laughs> like, we got to find these Hollywood chainsaw hookers. <laughs>
0: Jack would have been redeemed fully in your eyes. You'd be like, oh, now he's funny. I'm in. Sign me up all for those more. Tit- I rolled my eyes at those tit jokes before, but let me let me backtrack it. Yeah, they're funny. They were funny all the whole time. I was just being a grouch. They're funny now because he title dropped it.
2: Once you uncover Jack's inner motivations, then it becomes funny.
0: <laughs> huh. What a kidder. Prepare to meet Anubis. Yeah, well, I'll just uh, scurry on home and slip into my tux. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family, which means Hollywood. Stay there. Don't go Don't go messing with anything else. Just hang out in Hollywood, unlike Gunnar Hansen when he worked on this movie. Converted. Chainsaw. Buzz. Fill it up with the gas. You're fine. Solid. Good seasonal item. Chop things up good it's a tool it's fine or drinking the kool-aid hookers get in deep get diseased get buzzed up get cut uh you're you're all about it you, you've you've gone to a hotel room you're going this far drinking the kool-aid so cullen how do you rate hollywood chainsaw hookers this movie is
2: one of the smutty movies that al bundy would watch on married with children just one of those you know made up things that you just You hear the announcer saying, you know, uh, coming up next, uh, Bikini Babe Supreme Court. And whenever those movies would be mentioned, when I watched it, when it was originally on, I thought like, "Ah, it'd be funny to watch that movie. I can confirm it's not funny to watch those movies. (laughs) Because this was, that's 100% what this thing was. I mean, I I don't know what else I can say. It, um, I just, I, I can't. I can't recommend this movie. I mean, I, I don't know how more simply I can say it than that. I stay with my family on on this one. Uh, it's, it's, it's another comedy that isn't comedic. Ah, yeah, It just comes off as desperate uh, a lot of the time. So I just, I, I can't. I just can't. Brandon, how do you rate Hollywood chainsaw hookers?
0: You know, it's funny you talk about the Al Bundy thing, because I, I think this movie is a wonderful idea for a sketch or a fake trailer, like even what the material they have in this movie alone, cut down to like a fake trailer could have been fun. Make it like, you know, not like a two minute trailer, make it like a five minute trailer or something. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is there was five good minutes in this hour, 15 minute movie. You've got people who came up with a cool idea. You got some capable people who could have been in it, but they didn't have the right people to like make this. And I'm not saying like, oh, they needed more money. I just think, in the right hands, this could have been done better. Like, look at like Frankenhooker; that worked. This is along the lines of that, but with people that like couldn't get it made right. It's it's that really wild concept that sounds so bonkers it can't be real, but when it becomes real, it's like oh. And then and the the instance of like a Frankenhooker, it works. And then then oddly, I've gone to hooker titles, but okay. Uh, for Hollywood chainsaw hookers, it's like oh, okay and. No, I like Gunnar Hansen in this movie. i kind of like charmed by like, oh, he's in a movie that's kind of cute, but he's he looks like he's trying to do his best. D- the lead blows it, and we have to spend the whole time with him not just acting, but narrating too. And this guy, you know what? I'm like, where do I know that guy from? I will not shamefully admit I've seen a movie or two late night Cinemax in my youth. He starred in a few of them. He was always like the old guy in uh in scenes. And, uh, yeah, I I like Linnea. She's fighting this. She's herself in this movie. She's always in, like, great shape. Like, geez. Michelle Bauer, like, kills it, but they almost, like, use her too much. Because I think she's great as Mercedes, but there's too much of her being like that as Mercedes. Uh, It delivers blood. It delivers guts. It's got the boobs. But it's horrible comedy. And that's what it wants to be more than any of these things and the, the the things that they're doing well are just details that don't they're they're fine but they the overall thing is they want to be a comedy and it's not funny and the mystery's not good it's just like and there's stuff that's just bullshit added in there to be added in there like the the guy at the beginning well, I guess we have the opening kill so that guy getting chopped up he's fine but the hermie part what the point what, what was that oh we gave the one girl something to do and we needed to kill sometime, but Yeah, no, this is... I'm staying with my family. That's, like, fucking obvious. But this movie, it's something. And you tell people, like, I gotta see that. No, no, you don't. Everything Cullen said. It's uh, on the same uh, a similar level. I think it's
2: called something like um, Slave Babes from uh, Beyond Infinity. Like, you hear that title, like, "Ah, ah-ha-ha. That's funny. It sounds kind of fun. It's not. It's not at all. Stop with the title. We're not going to do it on the show. Maybe. I don't know. But the point is... That movie wasn't very good and neither is this one. God, you know, there's just there's just really nothing worse than comedies that aren't funny. Because it's not even like you can go back and think like, oh well they tried. It's just it's just never going to be funny.
0: Uh, the humor in last week's movie was far funnier than this.
2: Can we take a break from bad comedies for a while? <laughs> I feel like we've done a lot of them over the past few months. Have we? Well, it, it feels that way. It's been wearing down. I feel like since Wacko, we've just had like 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 every couple episodes it's like here's a shitty comedy for you.
0: Oh, no, no. I'm yeah, I still I'm still feeling the sting from Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I was like, no, cuz we just did a horror month. I was like, wait, when's the last comedy we did? I was
2: like, oh yeah, it was fucking Oscar. The the, the gap was not long enough between Oscar and
0: this movie. <laughs> Yeah, next week, uh, Wild Hogs. I call it Cavalcade. God. Followed by this year, Christmas with the Cranks. It's going to be a good one, guys. Stay tuned, folks.
2: And the next episode will be my audio suicide notes
0: Cries for Help, a Cullen Bricker <laughs> story. <laughs> no, it's, this just gonna, bad. it's just
2: going to going It's just going to say <laughs> The note will be the following Wacko, Oscar, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> And then, and then everyone look at it like, "Well, what? Could, it makes sense. It, it all adds
0: up." Uh, I have no questions. No investigation. Yeah. No investigations needed. We are good. No, yeah. This movie, like, it felt like they, you know, they came out with this concept, like, cool, and all they really have is that Michelle Bauer scene at the beginning to go off of, yeah. and then they just like kept hanging out till they had the length of a movie. Like, it really feels like this movie's just sitting around waiting for the end credits after the opening. Because the opening, I mean, you know, we made fun of the trucker guy stuff, but, like, I get it. Like, I get that, what they're trying to establish and trying to be over the top.
2: It's a Hollywood chainsaw hooker. Like, okay, why are they Hollywood chainsaw hookers? And then it goes on to try to explain that. It just sucks that the explanation they gave was about ancient Egyptian worshipping chainsaw worshippers. What? Okay.
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, so there's this guy, and he goes home with his hooker, and then she like pulls a chainsaw. She's like obsessed. She pulls a chainsaw on him and like kills him. Like when he thinks they're gonna do it, And it's like messy. Okay, and then what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> exactly like you said. But, but but we shoot the rest of the movie. Start. We continue shooting the movie tomorrow. <sighs> you're
2: right. It's it's exactly like you said. Just fine for like a four minute, you know, fake a trailer. Short, yeah. like
0: an anthology. You're making an anthology, and that's like. The, just the Michelle Bauer scene at the beginning is, like, the part. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. But no. We got a, we got a lot of it. Mo- and then they're like, hey, let's make it comedic. Well, you know what? This movie could have been comedic without trying sure. to tell jokes. Mm-hmm. And it decided it wanted to tell jokes rather than c- come. It could have created humorous scenarios, but instead it wants to, like, tell us jokes. It's like, no. No. Well, uh, and I'll say
2: this. Thanks to this movie, I now know a new Genre of jokes that are worse than dad jokes, gumshoe jokes. Gumshoe
0: jokes. Slipped on a banana and fell in shit. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Hey,
2: if you're going out, uh, give me a slushy, a cherry one. Motherfucker, you are tied down and you're about to be sacrificed. If you're going to be cracking jokes, they better be of quality at that point. Because those could be your last words.
1: Yo, this is DJ Jazzy Jeff. And my name is The Fresh Prince, and we want to say what's up and thank you to everyone that's been calling the hotline. And for the people that haven't been calling, look, you got to call us 1-900-909-JEFF, right? Some days I tell jokes and stuff like that. Not the like dumb that, jokes. Man. No, the jokes are good.
0: $2 the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Children,
1: get your parents' permission
0: before you dial.
1: But don't forget, the number's still the same. It hasn't changed. Word it's 1-900-909-JEFF. And we can't wait, Jeff. That was good.
0: On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be closing out our Thankful for Linnea Quigley Month by discussing Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout from 1990. Joining us for discussion, we'll have Linnea Quigley herself. Why not? Why not? Let's talk about our workout video. Let's talk about this month with Linnea Quigley. So she will be joining us on the very next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade to celebrate Linnea Quigley Month. How about that? That's pretty cool, right?
2: Yeah, we can show her how thankful we are For her. Not the rest of Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, but we can show how thankful we are for her.
0: Uh, We are thankful for her, and we're thankful for you for tuning in, and we appreciate it always wholeheartedly whether you're listening on Spotify. Yes, we're on Spotify now. I don't think we've ever—have we talked about that? Maybe. I don't know. We're on fucking Spotify. Listen to us there if you want. Listen to us on iTunes. Listen to us on our website, anywhere Stitcher, fucking— wherever you want to listen, which you're listening right now. So we appreciate the medium you've chosen those of you listening to us on vinyl. Really cool. Really cool. And please send us a copy. Cause I don't have one anyway. Yeah. So we, we look forward to next time, but first stay tuned to the trailer for Linnea Quigley's horror workout. The trailer that actually trails warning, the activities depicted in this video are strenuous and highly physical in nature. They should not be attempted without first consulting your doctor. Since they can also become violent, you might also seek advice from a psychiatrist, clergyman, or criminal attorney. In any case, we accept no responsibility for any harm you do to yourself or to others after viewing this tape. Whatever happens, it's not our fault.
1: cult cinema cavalcade part of the creative zombie studios network for press opportunities advertising opportunities and more information on cult cinema cavalcade contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. produced by brad shoemaker edited by brandon peters narration by rebecca peters theme song pink baby by happy elf appears courtesy of the free music archive.org network The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.
2: I'm Dookie Flyswatter, and I say, go see Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. It'll rip out your guts, baby! Ah!